from WSC FM and HD1 Columbia, I'm Lydia Blackstone. And I'm Justin Walsh. This is Politically Inclined from WSC News. up on this week's show, a country in mourning after Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away this past Friday. A champion for gender equality and women's rights, Ginsburg leaves a significant legacy behind. USC political science professor Kirk Randazzo is here to talk more about RGB's life and tenure on the Supreme Court. Ruth Bader Ginsburg not only leaves a legacy behind, but also some big shoes to fill. Democrats and Republicans are squaring up for what is sure to be an intense political battle over President Trump's possible replacement for the last justice. We'll discuss the implication of another Supreme Court appointment by President Trump and what it will mean for November's election. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of Politically Inclined. First, the news. Live from WUSC News, I'm Kaylee Olivas. A student-involved shooting happened outside of Granby Mills on Hayward Street last Friday. The incident started with a group of students arguing with each other outside of the housing facility and quickly escalated into a physical altercation. Two of the students, Richard Ganey III and Harlan Shoemaker, fired multiple rounds at the others involved in the fight. No one was injured by the gunfire, but Ganey and Shoemaker were detained shortly after the shooting occurred and are now facing three separate accounts of charges. The men's and women's Gamecock soccer teams played a matchup against Georgia this weekend. WUSC's Cron Alston reports. The USC men and women's soccer team took action this weekend for their first matches of the year. The men beating Georgia Southern 2-0 at home and the women losing to Georgia 1-0 away. With WUSC, I'm Cron Alston. Founders Park and Martin Luther King Jr. Park have partnered with U of SC, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the City of Columbia, and SCDHEC to expand testing sites. These two parks opened their doors to COVID-19 testing this past Saturday and will remain open until October 3rd. The Founders Park site requires that everyone register for a time and date online, whereas the Martin Luther King Jr. site is walk-up only. All costs will be covered by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. For more information on how to sign up, you can visit www.doineedacovidtest19.com. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away from pancreatic cancer on Friday. Justice Ginsburg had a voice in a multitude of matters ranging from reproductive rights to voting rights. Ginsburg's final wishes was that her seat as justice not be filled until a new president is sworn in. However, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says that President Donald Trump's nominee will receive a vote on the Senate's floor. As WUSC's Sarah Hudock Jeffrey reports, the country waits to see how a new Supreme Court justice will be chosen. On Friday, the Supreme Court announced that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away due to pancreatic cancer complications at 87 years old. Ginsburg was appointed by President Bill Clinton in 1993 and served a long career on the Supreme Court. She consistently voted progressively on social issues such as reproductive rights, voting rights, same-sex marriage, immigration, affirmative action, and health care. Before taking the bench, Ginsburg served as a litigator for the American Civil Liberties Union. She designed a legal strategy to urge courts to guarantee that the 14th Amendment's guarantee of equal protection applied to gender. Her impressive legacy and her the name, Notorious RBG, and she became a role model for multiple generations of lawyers, judges, and activists alike. Days before her death, Ginsburg told her granddaughter, quote, My most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed, unquote. However, Senate 
Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said Friday evening, quote, President Trump's nominee will receive a vote on the floor of the United States Senate, unquote. The country waits to see if Republican senators will choose to vote for a nominee or to uphold Ginsburg's wish. Sarah Hudak Jeffrey, WSC News. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 509 points today. The Nasdaq fell 14 points, and the S&P 500 fell 38 points. It's currently 69 degrees outside, mostly sunny, with a low of 52 tonight. The high for tomorrow is 73 with a low of 52. I'm Keely Olivas, and you're listening to WUSC News. It's 6.06. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to Politically Inclined from WUSC News. I'm Lydia Blackstone. The news that Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away hit the country hard over this weekend. A pioneer for women's legal equality and a fierce protector of women's rights, Ginsburg leaves behind a tenure that will continue to impact the United States for generations to come. To speak more about Ruth Bader Ginsburg's life and career is USC political science professor Kirk Rendazzo. Dr. Rendazzo, thank you so much for being with us tonight. You're welcome. Thank you for the invitation. Um, obviously, this is a huge loss for our country as a whole. Um, what was your first reaction when you heard of this news? I know I was sitting, I was actually watching the news right immediately when that news came in, and, you know, I was just shocked. What was your reaction? Yeah, I, I saw the reports as soon as they came out, and and shock and uh, a, a bit of sadness um, probably happened at the same time, uh, you know, as you said, Justice Ginsburg was really an icon on the Supreme Court and a giant and champion for the rule of law. And so her loss is is a huge impact uh, across the United States. Yes. And so obviously there's a lot of um, controversy that's followed that with how they're going to fill the seat, when they're going to fill the seat. Do you think that they jumped to um, everybody talking about how that's going to be done before remembering her legacy? I think it was unfortunate that things turned political so quickly. I mean, within one hour of the news, you had Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell saying, yes, we will absolutely vote on a nomination from President Trump. Uh, And then everybody started following suit after that. And, And not only was that unfortunate just in a general circumstance, but given that she died on the eve of the Jewish New Year of Rosh Hashanah, it it was really very insensitive to not at least wait a couple of days before the the politics and, and all of the mudslinging came out. So whether you agree with her um, political views or not, everybody can agree that she was a powerful giant on that Supreme Court. Um, Can we talk a little bit about her highlights, what she did, what what was good that happened? Um, Would you tell me some of those highlights of her career? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that that we owe to Justice Ginsburg that folks may not be may not really understand and, and women in particular. So 
through her work as an attorney, as a law professor, and then later as a judge and justice, she championed all kinds of cases that discriminated against women. So, for example, the fact that women can get a loan or a credit card or a mortgage without having to have a man co-sign on their behalf. Those are all attributed to Justice Ginsburg. And these are things that we take for granted today, but 40, 50 years ago did not exist. And it was precisely because of her efforts that things are a little bit more equitable now. So Amy Coney Barry has been talked about as a potential um, um, successor of her. She is a female as well. Um, if that goes through, which is a big if, because um, there's a lot of controversy following that, do you think that she would be able to continue the works of women's rights, even though she is conservative? So, it, you know, it's really a question uh, for her. Do I think she could continue that? Absolutely. I think the question becomes whether she would want to continue that and Judge Barrett herself in her confirmation hearing to the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals in some of the papers she wrote when she was a law professor at Notre Dame, she's indicated that she's not very inclined towards those kinds of, of issues or those kinds of cases. She labels herself much more along the lines of an Antonin Scalia, um, who ironically was one of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's best friends, even though they had diametrically opposing views on the bench. So, so if, if Judge Tony Barrett does get confirmed to replace RBG, I'm not entirely sure we should expect to see the same kinds of, of issues being championed by her. So Mitch McConnell, you said um, earlier that he immediately, not immediately, but a few hours after that news released, um, if President Trump makes a nomination, they will see um, the Senate. They will be have those confirmation hearings. Um, do you think that they will get a confirmation in the hearing? Well, you know, that's that's a, a really good question. And everybody immediate, myself included, immediately thought to four years ago when Justice Scalia passed away. And this happened in February, and when President Obama nominated Merrick Garland just a a couple weeks later, Mitch McConnell was very, very clear that in a presidential election year, we should not confirm or even consider a nomination. And so not only was, was Judge Garland not confirmed, he didn't even get a hearing on the Senate. And I think that's what has Democrats really upset. It seems pretty hypocritical now to say just six weeks in advance that we would go and rush something through as important as a Supreme Court nomination is. There's a huge difference, of course, to 2016 to now is that um, the Senate is um, mainly Republican. So the fact that that is that and also um, the president is Republican, do you think that that is going to be a huge factor in this being maybe possible to go through? Well, the only reason that there that that difference could potentially matter is if the Senate operates based on pure political power. And if that's the case, then correct, we are in a different situation. But getting to that conclusion means that we throw out a bunch of norms that the Senate has always stood for. And the core of those norms is to make the minority party 
feel like they still have a say. That's why we have an institution like the filibuster and some other institutions, unanimous consent, that you don't see in the House of Representatives where it is a pure power grab and it's majority will for Mitch McConnell to essentially shatter a norm that he created seems very, very hypocritical and just a, a, a blatant partisan power grab that could have some very long-term negative consequences for the Senate, not just the Supreme Court. Last question for you, because, of course, I want to talk about RGB um, to just finish it off talking about her because she definitely needs to be um, talked about foremost. Um, but, you know, you when you elect somebody, you elect them for life and obviously um, their impact goes past their life. What do you think is the um, biggest impact? I know that's a hard question to ask um, that RGB left on um, on the United I, States. I think her greatest legacy was to show women and young women in particular, that if you passionately believe about something and you stick with it, no matter what the the judgments or criticisms or obstacles you may encounter, if you stick with it, you can make fundamental change, even if it's just by yourself. That, I think, is a tremendous legacy. It, I know it has inspired myself, my wife. We have a 16-year-old daughter who, who was heartbroken to learn a, of Justice Ginsburg's passing. I think that's the legacy that, that speaks just more than any monument could to who Ruth Bader Ginsburg was and is. Thank you so much, Dr. Randazzo. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, Thank you. That was political science professor Kirk Randazzo. We'll be right back. Self-defense is anything we do to make our lives safer on a daily basis. Self-defense is fighting with our fists, yelling, telling him to stop looking at us, running away, listening to our gut instinct, getting support, knowing that we are worth defending, talking about what happened (laughs) and playing rock the goal of self-defense is to provide all women children queers people of color and targeted communities with options and skills that are effective and practical no matter what our experience age level of fitness or shape of body may be The battle to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to be a uh, bloody one, with Democrats attacking Republicans for going against the president that the GOP set for Supreme Court appointees in 2016. With the general election only 43 days away, the question remains, should President Trump be able to nominate an appointee to the Supreme Court, or should whoever wins in in November get that responsibility? Also, what impact will the partisan battle over the Supreme Court have on voters? Now, Lydia, we just sat down with Professor Randazzo, and he had so many insights as to what the future could hold for us but what's your I know this is such a monumental moment especially in politics right now with the election so close like what's your take on this right now well, as you just asked, what effect is this on voters? This is a huge effect on voters. Voters are not just looking for um, who maybe President Trump may nominate, but they're also looking to, well, if, if Biden does become the president, who would he nominate? He hasn't right now released a list of those people. Um, 
But, you know, it's very up in the air. I know a lot of people voted for Donald Trump because of who he would nominate for the Supreme Court. A lot of people were um, biting the bullet and voting for Trump, in in their opinion, um, and just because they knew he would nominate conservative judges, um, which he has done. Um, So now it's kind of – it's all those moderate voters are kind of getting the idea, hey, if I like this nominee, um, which possibly could be Amy Coney Barrett, could be a different person, um, but he know he has announced that it will be a female most likely. Um, if they like that person, they could end up choosing Trump um, despite maybe some other things about Trump that they don't like. I think this news really put a lot of stuff in perspective for voters because, I mean, her impact, what she did for women's rights, like – it really stuck with people and like having like like you said just the presence of another woman to fill her place might appeal to some people regardless of if they're conservative or not and what Trump can do with that so i know when i first found out like i was with a bunch of friends and it was my one friend told me and it caught me off guard i was like wait a second cuz this is this is something like we've been at, like we've had the liberty to like live in her era and experience what she did for women especially but like we, trump made like a point a woman, but she, it's not going to be Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like regardless. Oh, of- obviously. I mean, you can replace the seat, but you can't replace the person. Exactly. You know, she has such a um, love and a following, the notorious RGB, as she's called. Um, you know, I, I, I went to Instagram after I heard of this. I was sitting I was sitting in my den. I was watching it on the news right as it happened. And I looked on the Instagram. There was all, My feed was already just full of so much love for her. Um, she was definitely such a loved person. Um, whether you disagree or agree with her, partis- or her politics and her party, um, I, I think it definitely goes to say that she was a classy lady um, that held herself um, to a very high standard and did a great job, um, you know, getting on the Supreme Court. I mean, she was the second woman elected on the Supreme Court. That's a huge deal. Um, and who knows? We could have a third soon. Absolutely. And I know, like, honestly, in 2020, what more could we get in terms of politics? It's just like news after another news like and then we have a Supreme like our second Supreme Court justice uh some woman Supreme Court justice pass away uh, 2020 more? has been quite the year Justin it ha- it's been unfortunate in many ways um but now I mean we're looking at what happens next obviously so much controversy between parties um kind of worries for the future on you know this is obviously energizing two bases it's energizing a lot of Republicans a lot of Democrats to go out and vote but also a lot of people are um, getting nervous to you know if President Trump does put somebody up for the Supreme Court um Will there be will there be people protesting that? Will there be people um, upset? Obviously, I think people will be upset. But um, just on what happens next, and that is, it's going to be very interesting, Justin. Yeah, absolutely. Regardless of who, what, when, where, someone's going to have a differing opinion on it. it. That's how politics works. Like no matter what, I mean, obviously, like it's just one thing after another right now, and the election's coming up. I mean, I think like me going. I'm. I know I have to go out to vote. And there's just so many things that keep changing around, like, who could be the best candidate, what factors contribute to that. And every week we talk about the different political stories, and it just one after another, somehow they relate to, like, a change in the presidential race and how this will impact voters. I think we're getting used to change and nothing being certain. Uh, thank you, coronavirus, me, for I that. Gave, I gave that up a long time ago. <laughs> I think we both did give that up. Um, but now it's um, it's looking like a very different election than we thought. You know, I think it's going to be interesting um, in debates, in conversation, um, to see how Trump handles this, but also to see um, if Biden will release that list. And if he does release that list, um, then we'll see who he would be potentially putting up for Supreme Court. Um, I know... 
I know AOC has um, urged um, Biden not to put up that list um, because of maybe there being somebody a little bit too progressive or too not progressive um, to just appeal to voters. But um, when we, when that comes out, that will be very um, interesting. Oh, abso- absolutely. Like, no doubt. There's, I mean, regardless of who Trump puts up, there's, there's like a, like he, he has, he has an established place, but Biden still, obviously he's running against the current president and regardless of who he picks, people are going to have something to say about it. So no matter what, I mean, there's always just, are they too progressive? Will they be too conservative? There's no, there's a fine line to walk there and there's no pleasing everyone. Oh, and there's also, I mean, you have to, when you talk about this, you have to talk about the controversy that in 2016, I mean, I think they were 200 something days before an election and Mitch McConnell said, no, that you don't do it in an election year. And he set up a precedent. Um, But of course, precedent isn't law. There's no law saying Trump can't nominate a judge right now. Um, so I think it would be interesting. I mean, it's definitely um, confused a lot, even Republicans that are saying, oh, maybe that's a little bit um, hypocritical um, to be doing that this year. But even as it is hypocritical, it, critical, it's politics. Um, it's getting somebody to fill that seat and Republicans see um, the opportunity. And you know what? I know just knowing Trump's character, he's going to make a nominee. Um, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how Democrats respond um, if they, you know they'll have the potential to shut it down if they if they can. I don't know. Absolutely, and I know we were talk- like you mentioned this with Rendazzo before, but um, I think a real emotional appeal in all of this, especially with RBG, comes in the fact that she said like one of her wishes that her seat not be filled until the next. Like, yeah, so NB- NPR reported that, yes. um, and it was said to be come from her granddaughter that was mm-hmm. next to her um oh there's a, a little bit of controversy around that is yeah. um did was that what was said did she say that um a lot of people possibly saying um that maybe that was made up i know that's been said by a lot of people i don't know if trump said that but you know i'm you know a lot of people are saying is was that really what she said did she really say that and you know at the end game i mean it's not really her choice on mm-hmm. who fills her seat i mean it seems appropriate for her to have some type of say but i mean legally there's no nothing she can do you know regardless of whether you believe it or not whether it's true or not like there's obviously voters look for a sense of security and safety and they just like that that emotional attachment to her doesn't go away even Mm -hmm. after her passing so i think the fact that that's a possibility may encourage a lot of people to maybe get on the other side of things in terms of like no we want to wait until november until when it's right but that's really not up to anybody that's just the emotional appeal that goes regardless of how vicious politics can be, that's just the emotional appeal that voters have because we're all human, and that's just how it works sometimes. I hope that the Senate and everybody in um, Washington will take a play out of her um, book um, that you can disagree without being disagreeable. So I really hope um, that that will be something that they um, try to enact so that they can go about this process as peacefully as possible. Could have said it better myself. Yeah, well, that's all that we have for this week's episode of Politically Inclined. Make sure to tune in every Monday at 6 p.m. for this week for the week's biggest political stories. Politically Inclined is a production by WSC News and is produced by Stephanie Justice and War Jallis. The outreach coordinator for Politically Inclined is Julie Crosby, and the music for Politically Inclined is called Fluffy by Smith the Mister. You can go find other news shows and WUSC News podcast at thegarnetmediagroup.org. Live from WUSC News in Columbia, I'm Lydia Blackstone. And I'm Justin Walsh. This is Politically Inclined.